thanks guys for joining. Yeah, give us a, just uh, give us a bit of an introduction as to who you are, who you're representing. Okay, um, my name is Nikki Nicole Gremser, and I'm representing Austria since 2014. And I started at a fun tournament, and Anna Polani asked me to come to the national training, and that's the time I started. So it was two months before the Euros in 2014. And yeah. And I'm still playing, and I hope I can play a few years in a row. So, yeah. Yeah, um, I'm representing Sweden. Um, I've been playing dodgeball since 2008, part of the Warwick University, the golden generation, as we like to call it. Um, so, like me, Alex Harrison, uh, and then a couple of others that have fallen by the wayside as the years have taken their toll. <laughs> uh, but yeah I've, and then I, I played for England back in back in the old days uh, and then I moved over to Sweden uh, and then when I became naturalized uh, I started representing Sweden and Belfast in 2015 was my first international tournament for Sweden and I've been playing ever since can't um, shake it off uh, not not uh, yeah Age hasn't worn me down yet. <laughs> I was I was men's and, and mixed this year. Um, yeah. So I was doubling. <laughs> Glutton for punishment. Yeah, I mean, normally I would have had the fitness to, to, to make it through, but actually like the past, like, two and a half, three months before the tournament, I was off dodgeball completely. I'd, I'd torn a tendon in my hip, um, in the hip ligament. Uh, so I was literally rehabbing, prehabbing. And then on, on the Monday before, you know, that Thursday, first was the first day, I just started doing dodgeball movements for the first time. Um, and then, <laughs> Bloody hell, I didn't realise that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so, yeah, uh, fitness levels took a toll, though. Um, and a bit rusty. <laughs> I had Nikki and uh, Kati Rasinger take me up, so that really helped. <laughs> nice. Oh, cool. Yeah. How? Yeah. What's so? What? Uh, sticking on the Sweden theme. What was? Uh, what were your expectations or hopes coming into Euros likely to be? Um, I think it was a bit mixed across all of Sweden. Um, in, in terms of men's, I was, I, we were looking for a well-qualifying spot. Uh, and when we looked at the men's groups, we felt like we had a very good shot of coming first. Um, and we, we, we almost did, but we, we made a mis- We had a, Ireland had, took a very good game against us. Uh, so we ended up drawing, uh, which meant we ended up second uh, and meeting Northern Ireland in the quarterfinals, uh, but then luckily with the with the team GB uh, for Worlds, uh, we ended up coming sixth overall, which is a qualifying spot. Um, so we were we were we were in one way we were happy, in another way we felt like we underperformed. Uh, and then f- for mixed, uh, we'd had a really good CEC, um, but we. The issue with, with, with Sweden is that like, geographically we're so spread out 
So we've got two big we've got two big clubs on the east uh, on the west coast and two big clubs on the east coast. And then even like Stockholm to Uppsala, where my home club is, it's about an hour. If we're talking about like getting from the train station to wherever that wherever the training is going to be, either way. Um, so getting team trainings uh, is pretty much a challenge. We can get do it once or twice a year. Uh, and then getting a league set up in itself um, is really difficult if you don't have a, a concentration of players in one specific spot. Uh, and I think that that's something we're going to try and develop um, locally and then try and do sort of East Coast, West Coast style leagues. Um, but yeah, so, so in mixed our inexperience in situational and, and competitive tactical dodgeball, I think really showed up. Um, like we have, we have physically, we have the talented players, but we we weren't tactically disciplined, um, and uh, it, you can't give away four balls uh, when you're playing top tier teams uh, in in mixed because they they will annihilate the strongest players, uh, and then it's a lot on 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 the second half of the team to 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 get those catches. And Sweden isn't a catching team at this moment in time. Um, and I feel it was the same for the women's. Uh, I know they were quietly confident. They thought that we could, they could do some damage. Uh, they got some really good sets, some really good matches against uh, you know, a variety of teams. Uh, they, I think they took the first set or two off against England in the quarterfinals. Um, but, but again, the tactical discipline, you know, the nuances of the game, knowing what to do when you're leading a set by you know, one or two players, learning how to finish off a set is, is still a really big weakness uh, and, and to consistently win um, is it, very difficult, especially when all, all the, like the gap is really closing, especially I, I still think Austria, Northern Ireland, England are, are, are like the top levels. But aside from those um, three teams, um, I think everyone's very, very close. Um, that, that that middle of the pack is extremely competitive, yeah. uh, and results can fly either way. Um, and uh, the, the results didn't go our way because we didn't have the tactics to to consistently uh, see out a game. Yeah, well, it's interesting that um, probably it, it's certainly in the men's side. I'm not sure what your draw was for the for the women's, um, but for the men's in the mix, you probably had a fair chunk of. Um, fair chunk of other teams that are in the middle of the pack competing mm. with you. Had quite a lot of close games in, in your groups, at the very least. Yeah, definitely, definitely for men's. Um, yeah, exactly. We, we, we played uh, Wales in the mixed. Um, that was a really, really good game. Oh, uh, but again, we, we, yeah. we got undone by our uh, giving away four balls, um, or sometimes even five. Um, yeah, and it, you, you guys just and like you guys have that the tactical awareness to to see out finish off sets, which we which we're working with. That's why we're trying to get this league set up. I think that that that's the good thing now um, with this world qualifying spot. Um, there's a bit more focus and determination to actually make sure that we're prepared uh, as much as we can be on the tactical side, uh, as well as bringing good athletes to a tournament. It's it's not enough. Uh, you need to have that dodgeball play. So, what is the what is the league uh, situation look like? Is it looking 
is it looking promising? How many are you likely to get on your teams? Wise, you're going to have in your west, west and east leagues? Uh, I'm not really too sure yet. Um, I th the plan for for my local club Uppsala uh, is we're going to have we have enough for for three men's teams, uh, and then probably fine. enough for two mixed teams. Um, and then women's, we've got about nine, ten players that 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 play regularly and consistently. Um, so we're hoping we've we've got a really big recruitment push this autumn, um, where we we've, we've got like five six hundred freshers that are going to be playing dodgeball over a weekend. Um, so hopefully, some of them will get caught on. Uh, and then we're also there's a Pride Week in in, in Uppsala where we'll be hosting uh, a couple of open sessions that's open to everyone. Um, so we're hoping to get. A strong flush of players, and hopefully we can have you know a, a, at least two women's teams regularly competing against each other. Uh, and then we'll we'll be taking on uh, Stockholm once or twice uh, per quarter, essentially. But, yeah, I hadn't realised quite how. Um, yeah, I knew I hadn't realised quite how um, how difficult it was for to get to get sort of a regional league up and running because I know that's. Um, that's a particular thing that seems to have plagued just quite a lot of countries, and I suppose it's probably mostly a geographical challenge yeah. that the leagues just don't really have in the same in the same aspect. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and but then you see the see the countries that have started going with leagues, um, how it, it, it translates to international tournaments. Uh, Czech Republic, they've improved so much, their consistency. I mean, look at their women's team as well. Um, yeah. it, it, it's just it's astronomic how, how quickly they're improving. Um, and it's the same with, with Italy as well. Their consistency and game management uh, just keeps on improving as well. Um, and yeah, so like you guys in Austria, in the UK, uh, even Northern Ireland to a lesser extent, you have a really good system i mean you could tell that that the northern irish they just they just have that you know there's essentially those two major teams um yeah where they basically split the national team in half uh and they're all such good electric players um and you, and you can sort of say that they, they see that they feed off each other and the competition just drives them to improve um yeah which we we really lacked yeah i think that's um that's probably something that's probably more apparent with with Wales and with Scotland when comparing with comparing with England. Just the mm. lack of uh, sort sort of the lack of competition within each of the individual leagues in comparison to the English leagues just is just isn't there. Players just don't develop anywhere near as quickly as, uh, as they would do if they were playing in a properly competitive oh. league like. England, Northern Ireland, or probably leagues like Austria. To be fair, yeah, yeah, and it's the geographics again. I mean, if you look at our, our men's team, it's basically like three players from each city. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, you, you have like one and a half people that you're facing every week. Um, yeah. So it doesn't really matter if we have two, three training sessions a week. You're not at the cutting edge. Um, you don't, you don't get that. As you would, that's why I love, you know, seeing the Austrian league. I played in it once, hoping to play again this year, because the the level of competition is so so fun. Um, 
and it's just it's just an amazing experience um and also just an amazing event um seeing the numbers that they have that are so engaged and dedicated um so that's something that but, i'm trying to trying to build well having that having that certainly pays certainly pays dividends if <laughs> the last year there's anything to go by yeah triple gold <laughs> Spoiler alert, <laughs> Uh, watch the finals back but i think it also shows it in in the depth that austria can bring to tournaments um yes i mean yeah it's 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 it's, it's, it's incredible um i think only england who also have that very developed league has this that same kind of depth in, in all in men's women's mixed um so that's that's really cool to see and then like there's always like Austria always come with a, you know, these like one or two players that you don't, you've never seen before, but then they come and you're just like, wow, they're so good. <laughs> <laughs> just like, oh, they started playing this year. That that that's good to know. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, that's so great. It's quite nicely on to Austria at this Euros. Um, yeah, Nikki, any. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, you can sum up your feelings after after last weekend. Um, I have to say, I didn't realize it until now. I think um, I never thought that we're gonna make it. That we're gonna win all three divisions, but we really hoped that we're gonna make it to the finals. And for the women's, it was our aim to win the finals, and this time not with. 13-13 in an overtime set um, and we had so many good girls with us um, this year and some of them already started one year ago I think one one girl started one year ago to play and she played in the mix and she did so good in the in the group stage so I was really really honoured to play this team this year so um yeah, I I can't really say something because I'm overwhelmed that we made it to get three um, trophies this year. And yeah, I hope that Austria is going to make it next year again, of course. Um, and I really have to say I was impressed by Northern Ireland. They stepped mm. up from last year. The men's already played phenomenal in the World Cup, but this year it was... What, watching the, the mixed team of Northern Ireland was amazing and I really loved playing against them in the finals. And yeah, I'm really looking forward to the World Cup next year. Yeah, I, I can back that up with Northern Ireland as well. Um, yeah. It was almost demoralizing um, facing them yeah. both in mixed and, and men's. Uh, their two ball accuracy is absolutely nuts. Um, I don't know how they do it, but they synchronize two balls at at you at the same time, but wide enough that you're not able to block both of the balls. I, I don't know how how much how how they train, but it's it's their accuracy and synchronization is so good. And they are so fast; they are mm. really fast. So yeah, they're dodging. I've never seen any team dodging like that. So amazing. Yeah, the uh, 
the group game between well, and the group game and the final on the men's side between Austria and Northern Ireland was a, one of the best spectacles of dodgeball I think I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, absolutely <laughs> mind-blowing to watch. But I yeah. almost preferred the group game though. Um, yeah. One because it was closer for longer. I mean, the final had those insane clutch catches, and I mean McElroy, yeah. Lucas Decker, um, yeah. and also Max Metz. Um, yeah. But the, the the group game was just so good as well. Um, Out of this world. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and it's fun because they have this sort of complementary style. I think, I, I mean, one of the people that came to the tournament for the first time sort of looked at, looked at the England team and said, said they all look like, you know, rugby players. Um, <laughs> and I mean, and to, to an extent, that's true. Yeah, I mean, like the, the, yeah, sorry. sorry, go ahead. Yeah, it's a. Uh... Well, no, that was. Um, yeah, Northern Ireland probably one of the surprise packages mm. in general. And. Yeah. Um, well, potentially did Austria a favour in, in knocking out England. Not that it's. I probably would have backed that Austria side against that England side. Exactly. Um, I mean, they took, they took England in the mixed in the semi. Yeah. 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 Yeah, because which is something like probably what makes that even more impressive is the way that England historically has dominated the mix as well in uh, in recent times. Being able to oust the Minnesota final is mighty impressive. Uh, but that that's what I f- I felt like I feel like both Northern Ireland and Austria are, are, are built to be at least near you know, the lineup that that England rolled out for this year. Um, because I mean, England, they have these incredibly big arms, uh, and they're good at catching. Uh, but then as we all know, like catching is like a consistency. It's a form thing. It comes and goes. And if, if, if they're not catching, um, yeah. and if, yeah. And if Northern Ireland and Austria are bringing those dodges, they, these second level dodges where they, they do like one movement and then they're instantly ready to react, to go for a catch, to dodge again after that first dodge, so like this second dodging. Um, and, and so if, if England can't back it up, they're, they're not getting those hits on the three ball attacks, um, they're, then they're in real trouble because, you know, England, uh, Northern Ireland and Austria are bringing these live arms, this dodging, this occasional clutch catching, which was missing in the previous years. Um, yeah, I think that's... Interesting. Yeah. I, I've not been wise on the same... Pages England, no. Uh, but I think that when when we played them, both in mixed and in men's, um, they just out dodged us. Basically, they mm. they our hit ratio on our on our three ball four ball attacks was just nowhere near up to scratch against up to what we would have been able to achieve against pretty much any other team there. Mm. They just the sheer the sheer amount of work that it took to get hits was. Exhausting, and <laughs> it was just, yeah. I think that's something that Austria and Northern Ireland have probably had against England. Um, but like you say, just the yeah, just the sort of stars aligned for for those teams, and just and just got into England's heads a little bit. Uh, and I, I, I mean. For me, like McElroy really shined those. He pulled off some ridiculous catches. 
Yeah. He's got like I don't know what he's got in his fingers, but the number of fingertip <laughs> catches that like they're not always like clean catches, but it's like somewhere if it'll, it'll like roll off of him and he'll have the awareness and body control to to pluck it up. I mean, it's almost like watching an NFL wide receiver just <laughs> being able to. Do, I was like, is he wearing like gloves or something? Like, there's yeah, it's just re- remarkable. And also the Northern Ireland women. Um, that they they took some really good catches, and when they were throwing two balls, they were they were getting hits in, in mixed. It was really really impressive to see, like against players who who, were, who had a ball. Um, yeah. Uh, against Austria in the final, that was really really so impressive. Their coordination and sync. Yeah, well, their women, our, well, our women's quarterfinal, Wales against Northern Ireland's women's quarterfinal was. Uh, game that definitely won either way. I think this was one of the best games at the, uh, at the Euros this year. The mm. quarterfinals, Wales swimming against Northern Ireland. It mm. was amazing to watch. It was... That was tense. I really have to say, yeah, it was tense. And it, I think if you compare the women's final against... Uh, um, game against uh, Wales and Northern Ireland was Northern Ireland against Wales, the better game mm. to watch. Because there have been so many catches, awesome dodges on both sides. So I really loved seeing that game and I was caught up in that and I, yeah, great game. Yeah, that was, I mean, I have fond memories of it watching, uh, watching the girls get to the semi-final, which was um, which was their pretty realistic aim, and I'm glad they got through it. Fine. Uh, but yeah, I think, yeah, again, pr- playing against Northern Ireland is always like a real, a real pleasure as well. Um, just the, uh, the sort of good natured spirit that they hold themselves with is a real pleasure to play against and to watch. I was actually <laughs> line referring two of their games, uh, and you could have a break for Northern Ireland women's, um, and I was they're the most positive supportive team ever like it's always sort of like at the beginning it's like you girls are beautiful I believe in you you've got this and like throughout like the whole passage of play throughout the whole half when they're on the side that I was line refing, it was just like constant positive reinforcement and feedback and at the end I was like can I play for Northern Ireland women they, they were really really friendly I was like this is such a nice atmosphere um, and you can see it translates onto like the competitive nature as well. They're very fair, um, yeah. and they love the game. I think that's probably um, an underlying message that was very present in this Euros. Was just there weren't there weren't many, if any, ill-tempered or um, ill-tempered affairs really that I could, that I had the misfortune of seeing. I thought the no, no. just. Positivity, fair play, sportsmanship aspect of everything, respect for players and referees um, was absolutely phenomenal. It was great to see. Yeah, I, I was actually going to bring that up as well. Like I, I spoke to Alex as well, uh, and and from what I saw, but she said this was the easiest tournament to ref that she's she's refed so far, um, yeah. just because everyone everyone played fair. Uh, they played as honestly. Um, which which is awesome because that I mean that's that's all that's what dodgeball is all about. Um. Yeah, and even 
even in the three finals. Um, yeah. But yeah, when there's medals online, um, just the yeah the sheer sort of respect for the game and the opposition to um, to play as honestly as both teams did in each final was yeah a real a real testament to both mm. both teams. Yeah, I think. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, a special shout out to like Becca Davies and Eva Kulnick. I mean, they, there were some hits there. Like, I I, I love seeing that on, on the dodgeball court when people, when you know, no one else has seen it, and then they just you know put their hand up and you know step off the court. It's it's really cool, um, and that, I I really enjoy playing Austria in general as well. Um, there's a lot of a lot of people that play super fair. Um, and, and and it's also like it's not easy is it the times when you have all that adrenaline you have that uh, the nerves that you you, you and you, when you're so focused as well that you, you might not always feel those hits but that to have that awareness as well and and the the team spirit to to to, to step up as well was really cool to see I said um now what surprised you I, th- I think NI um so in yeah. Northern Ireland uh <laughs> But also, I think just how, how much the gap has closed between so many of the countries. Um, you really can't. There, there, there's no, there's no chill in the group stages. Um, it, it really, I mean, it's, it, every game is is really fun, really close, um, and I love seeing that. And it's it's going to be be awesome to see, you know, how the level rises again for the next Euros. Yeah. Everyone's yeah. got another year under their belt. Yeah, I think um I think well you mentioned it earlier about um Team G B. I think that for me would be the biggest loss if Team G B eventually does um become the uh, representative for British Dodgeball in the mm. in the European sphere. Um I think the yeah, I just think the Losing essentially four of the top nine or ten teams is, uh, yeah, going to be a real shortfall. Yeah, and it's also tough. Like, I mean, we mentioned the geographic issues of just having a league, um, but having like they 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 would be facing essentially the same issues that that Sweden faces, just trying to get players from all corners of the of the UK and Northern Ireland. Um, to train regularly, consistently, uh, get used to used to your teammates, understanding their habits, getting building that mutual trust up. Um, like it, it, it makes the t- task a lot harder. Um, and obviously, it's a shame because all, all the teams have such different styles as well. Um, yeah. yeah. So I mean, it, it's not a headache that or like an issue that I would like to solve. So I'm happy that. <laughs> There's, you know, Max and Pierre and the others that are looking into to fixing um, or, or finding a way to have those four countries playing, um, but working out on the qualifications for, for Team GB. Um, yeah, although, um, although I must admit, I think it adds quite an interesting dynamic having teams like Italy, teams like Sweden um, taking place at, taking play at Worlds. So I think that, mm. that's going to be. It's good. It's good to have 
fresh teams available, fresh teams in there, um, and probably seeing how well you guys do on the on stage. Yeah, I'm gonna make sure I have like ten t-shirt or ten uh, playing tops with me just to get all the <laughs> country trades because we never know when it's gonna happen again. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm I'm really looking forward, and I think it's. Uh, I mentioned this at the start as well, but having that World Cup or that World Championships um, spot um, has, has, you know, sort of reinvigorated us a lot and sort of made us more focused. Because uh, we, if if we want to really perform and deliver on on the athletic potential that we have, we we need to start emulating uh, UK uh, British dodgeball, um, like dodgeball Austria getting those leagues, getting, like cutting our teeth against top-level competition on a weekly basis um, so that we can, you know, that we can actually represent um, on the World Championships and then also the European Championships. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it means a lot, actually. Um, and I, I imagine it's the same for Matteo and co. down in Italy, um, giving them renewed yeah. focus on their leagues. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I suppose for Austria, Nikki, where does uh, what next? What next for you guys? Well, the next next thing for us is the CC, um, but we're gonna split up our national team, of course, like we did the last years, and. I hope that we're going to make it like that we can have the national training through the whole year. So we are really good prepared for the World Cup because um, our guys already took the first place in the World Cup last year, uh, but the women's didn't do it the last two times in 2016 and 18 as well. So I think we really focus on the women's team and the men's team, of course. Um, and mixed, but if there is four women and cloth, I'm not sure how Austria is going to do it. If we're going to have two really split teams, one for four women, one for cloth, or if we can have some people playing both. Um, so I can't really say what's our focus next or what we're going to do. Um, but for me, um, I think the league is the first thing I'm, kind of, I'm being focused on um, because we're starting the training in one month and this league starts in two months. So, um, yeah, and I hope the league is getting bigger and bigger this year because we had, I think, 13 teams in mixed last year and I hope there are going to be more this year okay. um, and that we really have tight games and that we're going to be better next year in the World Cup. Um, yeah, so I don't know what the real aim for our national team is right now. Um, we didn't really discuss that yet. But I think for most of our players, the next focus is on the league. And yeah, we will see. We will see. It's quite an interesting... Um... But it's just interesting point you raised about the split across cloth and foam. Because I suppose mm -hmm. we won't, I don't, I'm not sure if it's been discussed whether or not the two, uh, the two ball types are going to run simultaneously and therefore it may be 
logistically may not make any sense to put players in both cloth and foam. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, do you, do you guys or how do you know how you're how you're treating the two the ball types? Because I assume that most of you, uh, most of the Austrian teams are probably cloth specialists who play a bit of foam rather than rather than vice versa. Is that right? Um, actually, we only played um, one training before the Atlantic Cup uh, with the foam balls, and then we played the Atlantic Cup. Um, so we're not really used to it. So um, I think most of our girls would prefer, or actually the men's as well, would prefer the cloth. Um, so I think that Max and Stefan, that they're going to decide who's going to play what if we have two split teams. Um, and I'm not sure if everyone would really like to play forum because we've never done it. Um, and yeah, it's not going to be easy, I think, for us to decide or for um, Max and the others what they're going to decide. So I can't really say anything about that yet. Yeah, it's still a way off. You've got, got a lot of time. To yeah, play. yeah, true. Yeah, I mean, so when I was in LA last year, I was playing uh, No Sting, which is the rubber balls that are you can squeeze them uh, and it was super fun we were playing i was playing in like the elite league and the open tournaments um uh and it was really really fun but then coming back and then playing cloth again you you have to sort of almost relearn your like when you where when and where you release uh your arm motion is a little bit different catching dodging is is different so i think having players doing both foam and cloth is, is a bit of a risk in terms of just yeah. that muscle memory and think, and instinct. And I think the, the rules are different as well. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, you really have to, and the field is, I think, a bit shorter than the cloth. So it's really hard to switch from the mm -hmm. games. We had this at the Atlantic Cup, and it was really hard to switch from the foam balls to the cloth. It was really, really hard. and. I think it took me 20 minutes to get into the cloth game again. So, yeah, I'm yeah. really looking forward to it. I'm, I'm really anxious about what you're going to do. So, yeah. Cool. That's a pretty good start. Any more for any more? Oh, I'm just super curious as well. Like, maybe this is for another time but like how you know like teams like austria and england they have like the like a, a, the opposite problem that we have they have like an absolute wealth of of talent so it'll be interesting to see what yeah what gets done with with, with foam and, and, and cloth in a way because you have so many players that you can mobilize in a way so yeah. I'm, I'm just looking forward to seeing what's going to happen at, at world championships yeah me too Cool. Yeah. Well, um, I'm happy to call it call it there. But no, thanks both. Thanks both for joining. It's been been a good session. I love talking Perfect. about dodgeball. Thank you as well. <laughs> <laughs> Glad you enjoyed it. Cool. Cheers, Sam. Take care. Take care, guys. Bye. You too. Thanks, Sam, guys. Bye. Bye. Cheers.